0: Navigation system.
1: Please say a command.
0: On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's
1: going the distance.
2: This far with coverage of yesterday's games.
3: We came here for a mission.
2: The
1: ride has blanketed the NFL with Manny Hill's four deep
2: thoughts. And the coverage is now four deep, four deep thoughts. Uh, the Manny
4: Hill four deep thoughts from an NFL Sunday were so popular. We're now extending
0: them throughout the year. Is this the Pro Bowl edition? This is,
4: well, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is the Pro Bowl edition. Next week will be the Super Bowl oh, edition. Yeah. Next week after that will be the week after the Super Bowl edition. <laughs> and and It'll you know be what great guys? On Monday.
3: It's the Pro Bowl edition despite the fact that Manny had no thoughts on the Pro Bowl oh, whatsoever.
4: Okay, but who won by the way?
3: AFC. Uh, the AFC won. Comeback victory. Who
4: was our MVP?
3: Uh, I think uh no it was Delaney oh, I saw Delaney that Walker guy. and Cut. Von Miller were the, the co mvps I guess.
4: Is Delaney Walker a Bronco?
3: He is a Titan.
4: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's uh, we suffered a heartbreaking defeat. So. And although I, you know I watched 5 minutes by accident. I did too. They were actually tackling.
0: Oh, see the part that I watched if you, you were aren't. touched. Okay. Uh, uh, well, fiercely,
4: if you grab you were, a guy, They blew the whistle. You br- yeah. grab a guy, they blow the whistle, but in this case a couple of guys got tackled. So, okay, what are Manny Hill's four deep thoughts?
3: All right, here's thought number 1. Curry backs up, shoots over Rozier. three ball.
1: Curry. My goodness, Curry off a screen, wide open three. Look, got another one. Oh my goodness, Curry holding the release with the exaggerated follow through.
2: It's always a high level game, and you know that's what you want as a competitor to go against the best. And uh, you know tonight we had a chance to, to go against the best on their home floor. Um, you know,
3: came down to the wire, and uh, you know they just made a lot more plays down the stretch than we did. How about the show that Kyrie and Steph put on on Saturday and on national TV? The Warriors beat. The uh, Celtics 109-105, but Steph Curry with forty nine points in the game, boys, and uh, Kyrie put on a nice show of, of his own, thirty seven points on the night. So Steph has been uh, stroking.
4: Steph has been stroking the three pretty good since he came back from injury, hasn't he?
3: Yes, he has, and that team looks like they are uh, ready to repeat as champions once again.
4: Yeah, I don't think you get arrested for gambling.
3: For is, there, is there? Is there? I mean, are are people excited about that,
0: or is is it good for the league? If the if you live in Oakland, keep... you're probably excited yeah, about it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I just I wonder if it's good for the league overall, because I know interest in basketball is pretty high. Well,
4: but... uh, you know, watching those guys go after each other, but uh, I somehow. But I guess when you Somehow know how the, guy... the NBA has solved the problem of imbalance by creating superstars that people want to watch anyway.
3: Sure. So, and yeah. you know what? There's always going to be a little bit of intrigue, reavers, to see if somebody randomly takes them down. Sure. And, There's always going to be that.
4: And we just lost Demarcus Cousins to a, a torn Achilles, so that can happen too.
3: You know? Yep. All right. Here is thought number two.
2: Full time. They they got me for a multi-year deal.
4: And we're just, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So I didn't lie about not putting pen to paper. So I still haven't yet. But, um, but yeah, um, this is going to be my home for next
2: while.
3: All right, guys. While everybody else was watching the Grammys last night, I was yes. watching the Royal Rumble. And Ronda Rousey, it is official, Ronda Rousey is a full-time employee at uh, WWE. And she made nah, her first appearance is, last night.
4: Is she wrestling?
3: Uh, she did not wrestle last night. She appeared at the end of the event after oh, the uh, women's Royal Rumble be, was over.
4: She's not just going to be a pretty girl out on outside the ropes, though. If no, she's, gonna she's be in there. She's fighting, going right?
3: to be uh, she's going to be wrestling, and uh, it sounds like she's signed a full time contract, so she's not going to appear and then disappear for two months and then reappear again. She's going to be there uh, every week. It sounds like.
4: Do we have a uh, middleweight class or something so she won't be well, uh, wrestling against big olfs?
3: There is a women's division, and uh, there are two championship uh, belts for uh, the women to compete for. So mm-hmm. she will uh, have plenty of opportunity to compete and win championships.
4: Does this mean she's done uh, getting beat up in uh, martial in mixed martial arts? I
3: probably. I mean, she's lost her last two fights in that in that avenue. So I, I would imagine that this uh, wrestling thing is going to be at least for the foreseeable future, a permanent thing. Vince so we'll McMahon
0: is a marketing genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, he is. He it's really amazing. is.
4: Yeah, except the XFL might not ever get off the ground. But
0: uh, but everybody's talking about sure. it. Sure, yeah.
3: yes, he does. All right, thought number three.
2: Federer can't believe it's, it's deja vu. That time it was out, it was game, set, match. This time? No. Timeless one reaches twenty Grand Slam titles.
3: Guys, I don't know how this guy can- continues to no. do this. He didn't is amazing. He skip,
4: didn't he skip the Australian Open a few years ago? Or he he, he might have. Yeah, to he, uh, rest up. I thought. He I did. think
3: he might have. Yeah, but he's thirty six and thirty six years and like one hundred and seventy days old. I mean, wow. he just This is his twentieth Grand Slam title, and I found a I found a nugget on him uh, last night. He's 20-10 and 10 in Grand Slam finals, and nine of his ten losses were to either Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic.
4: Wow. Hey, you know what is amazing about tennis, though? Yeah. You remember what it used to be, the young person sport? Uh, yeah. Especially women. The 17-year-olds were the best player in the world. The two best players in the world are both in their mid-30s. Right. Yeah. Him and Serena, she'll come back from the baby and still kick the hell out of everybody once she starts playing again. Women's tennis is really in trouble. When old slow-hitting, slow-ball-hitting Wozniacki can win a uh, a Grand Slam event, that's pretty amazing.
3: Yep. All right, here is the fourth and final thought.
4: And they build up and uh, they become better as they go along here, right, Manny? Isn't yeah. Is that the
3: secret of four deep thoughts? Yes. Here okay. is the Here is the best one. I saved the best one for last, and the locals here will be happy for it.
4: Man-to-man right now, but drifting 3 A
1: shot by Besser is in! Besser has broken the tie. Brock Besser, only 20 years of age, maybe one
4: of those guys you were talking about that could have been in awe when he went into the dressing room, but he's broken the tie. Yeah.
3: Brock Besser, how about the Burnsville kid getting the All-Star Game MVP?
4: MVP as a rookie.
3: Yes, and he won the uh, accurate uh, shooting contest as well in the wow. uh, skills competition. So,
4: Manny, you made a mistake, though. He said the locals would be happy about it. We're mad that he's not with the Wild, right? Why did we not get him? Why did we not and get him? And he's
3: playing for those hated Canucks, too. And, yeah.
4: and there's no crowd that whines about that more than the than hockey, the hockey crowd. crowd. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they do not like the fact when a Minnesota boy goes and does well any anyplace. I else. W-
0: was listening to uh, Golick and Wingo this morning talking about this and the the number of incentives and bonuses that he hit for all of the things he accomplished over the weekend because of all the, the clauses that it triggered. He made about four hundred thousand uh, dollars just over the past weekend, and his rookie contract is paying him like less than nine hundred thousand for the
3: year. I thought that was. We didn't need him. No, we
4: didn't want him. We didn't even want him. They didn't even know he was out in Birdsville. They had no idea. Well, you know,
3: maybe the Wild will trade for him in like eight years or so when he's really established.
4: Maybe he'll marry a Minnesota girl and she'll grab him by the ear and drag him home like uh, (laughs) Parisi got dragged. But before
0: that, we would have to sign his best friend to recruit him, right? Isn't that how we usually uh, like to uh, do things?
4: It's all the wives that bring him home. (laughs) All right, thank you, Manny. We shall be back, and we'll have a little. The Super Bowl's in town. According to uh, many reports, and we'll talk about it.
0: The Ride with Royce is live here at the Sprint Store in Crystal. And come on down here because we're giving away a trip for two to Bristol. You can sign up at any participating Minnesota Sprint Store between right now and the store closing on February 9th. It's really cool. The round trip airfare is going to be included to Bristol. You're going to get a one night hotel stay, three meals, transportation to and from the airport in Bristol and to and from the ESPN studios. You're going to get a personalized tour, and you're going to be able to sit in on a taping of the Golic and Wingo show and also meet the fellas, and you're also going to get the chance to voice a promo. Now, here's the deal. you got to be 18-plus and reside in either Minnesota or Wisconsin. It's a really cool trip, and come on out to any participating Sprint store and sign up here in person. Patrick, take her away, sir.
4: All righty, yes, come on out here to uh, the Sprint Store in Crystal. Crystal and Bristol, i got to think, there's just something going on there that the winner yes, of this prize is going reg- to come from here. I think you're right. I think you're right. We haven't had, uh, we're only a few hours into uh, Super Bowl mania, and we're a few hours away from uh, the uh, event at the XL Energy Center tonight. I don't think we have our big controversy anymore. We used to all, whenever I covered the uh, Super Bowl, we used to always root for, you know. Parrot Robbins going somebody, to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. or uh, Jim McMahon. <laughs> remember Jim McMahon mooning the, uh, it was McMahon that mooned the helicopter, yes, right? Yes, At practice. And then the Raiders, they were always good for Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I covered the Raiders in 80, it would have been the 81 game at the Superdome. And then the, well, they 80, beat the Eagles. 84 game were they in the New Orleans? Were those both in New Orleans? The first one was for sure. Uh,
3: the eighty-four game was in Tampa, I think. Oh, oh the one where Marcus right. Allen had the long run. Oh yeah, that, beat, was uh, Redskits, great, that was right? a great Super Bowl. Yep.
4: Yeah, they were underdogs in that one, and they were. Uh, that's the only time in NFL history that a team has won two Super Bowls in a four-year period from different towns. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. They were the Oakland Raiders in a eighty, and the and the LA Raiders in eighty three, but yeah, that Tampa was a good Super Bowl. But I can't remember what. But when they were in New Orleans, that Raiders team, like half of them, were threatened with arrest and stuff. (laughs) I mean, it was that was the greatest collection of all time. Did we have interviews of all time? Did
0: we have any incidents when it was Buffalo and Washington here back in
4: ninety two? I. I'm not recalling anything. I remember anything. The biggest scandal there was Thurman Thomas oh, not right. being able to find his helmet, when and he the missed the started. first
0: drive. Missed
4: the first, uh, at least the first play or two, didn't he? The yeah. first, they probably had punted before he uh, found his helmet. I remember him. I remember him panic stricken. And everybody's saying, "Why is Thurman Thomas not playing?" And uh, then you saw him down there in the sideline, looking underneath the benches. Could you
0: imagine if that would have been like a playoff game against the current New England Patriots in Foxborough? Yeah, World. they would have oh, thought they stole it. Belichick yeah. hit his helmet. Yeah. You yes, know. <laughs> uh,
4: Belichick did. his uh, But you know, something will happen. We'll get a. We we managed to make a huge. St- anything that happens in the Super Bowl that's a little off central. Is turned into a fantastic.
0: How about art. like Nick Foles takes the zip line and you know, oh <laughs> yeah, that'd be. That'd... Well,
4: no, it's uh, usually you know, getting stopped, pulled over, uh, doing something like that. Gotcha. There's always, there's always, uh, there always used to be something great, but they, I think they keep a tighter rein on them than they used to, too. They like the Raiders that all run the streets <laughs> in New Orleans, everybody there was. The New Orleans papers were always full of bar sightings at 3 a.m. and stuff like that. The boys out hitting uh, Bourbon Street. And uh, and Al Davis didn't care as long as they showed up and played on Sunday. But uh, it's a – I I have – I was out at the mall, stopped out there Friday to pick up my credential, and they were just kind of in the formative uh, days. But I heard out there this morning – Radio Row was jammed. Everything was fantastic, except there weren't many customers in the. Oh,
0: the mall so people are avoiding them all. So
4: they were parking. People were parking anywhere they wanted to. Really? So it wasn't that big. Well,
0: I, I, uh, the wife and I took the boys to the Super Bowl experience oh, okay. Saturday afternoon. So,
4: what's the tab?
0: Uh, I I received a couple of tickets from the station. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, I bought two.
4: What do the urchins have to pay? You're paying twenty five bucks.
0: You're paying twenty five bucks for the kids. Okay. Adults are thirty five. Okay. But I got to tell you, if you've got a couple of kids that are in that range, mm-hmm. it's it's great. Like William, the six year old, he had a blast.
4: And uh, and uh, you know the convention hall for the boat show, it's bigger than this. Oh, it's
0: it's the entire, the entire yeah, thing? Absolutely. Okay. And they have a lower thing where they, they, they've they got most of the stuff on the main level, but in the lower level, they've got an entire football field where they've got a couple of kids on teams playing against each other, which was kind of neat. But you'll love this, Pat.
4: You had an anchorette. And a guy, her partner, introduce you <laughs> yes. to uh, get your comments. So you, so you you stand in line to.
0: Yep, you could be at the NFL Network desk to okay. do a, to file an official report. Okay. The six-year-old had the Batman yes, hooded sweatshirt on, so I I, I That
4: was that his idea. That was his idea. He had the hat on.
0: So I threw it to him. It, well, it was his, like a hooded sweatshirt, oh, so you wear that.
4: Okay, I thought he was wearing the whole costume.
0: So I took the feed from Nate Burleson, then threw it to my you know my sideline reporter batman who had nothing to say he oh, clammed really? up at the opportunity that was nate that was nate that was burleson nate. yep I didn't recognize nate but okay. you get the you get to wait in line and then you can do like the skills competition you can throw the football through the the tire and all that thing and but
4: apparently we're coming out in droves huh? oh it was packed downtown minneapolis it was since, absolutely uh, packed even Saturday. before the super bowl celebrities and the like have started to arrive days before we're packing downtown.
0: My guess is is Saturday I saw a lot of Viking sweatshirts. My guess is it was a lot of the locals that wanted to get in there early, get their experience
4: in. I mean, beyond the, I know the Super Bowl experience, the football experience is great.
0: You get to, well, you can, the, the the trophies there, the Vince Lombardi trophy, and that line went from here well, to Woodbury. you
4: know, I, I heard there were several Vikings in that line <laughs> trying to see what it looked like. Is that true?
0: I knew you were going to say that. I, I knew.
4: I mean, most of the, you know, old, old, old Jim Marshall came oh, yeah. down to look at
0: it, Yeah, I heard, And know? then they have. Jim uh,
4: wanted to go on the zip line, but he decided to go, go the look the at the trophy way. first. <laughs> See what that trophy looks like,
0: and then they have uh, on the one side of the they got all of the different uniforms and lockers and stuff, so people can pose with their favorite team, and and then they have the the big Viking statue where you can put your head on top, so it looks like you're wearing the Viking uniform that a lot of people were lined up to do. So
4: well, it's uh, it is uh, it is an astounding thing because my number one memory of the previous Super Bowl. Uh, in '92, here was it uh, going to the Super Bowl party on Friday night, and my wife went along. Sure, and we were with the Wongs, and we ran into Coach Burns. Oh, who had been overserved, <laughs> and I had a chance to introduce him to Mrs. Ricey. Sure, and he expressed expressed some surprise <laughs> that she would stick with a guy like me. Sure. And then he, sa- he kind of said, he kind of wh- whacked her on the arm and said, you know, he's kind of a long C-word, but there's worse long C-words yes. in town than him. Yes. So we had that going you got that that. But it was a dumb f***ing <laughs> play when, he had, when his foot was, uh, shoe was coming off.
1: Up the line, yeah. we were hard to take time out. We had a f***ing <laughs> trap play called, and, and his f***ing <laughs> shoe comes off. <laughs> Oh, my God.
4: Yeah, that was the high, one of the highlights of my life, actually. Oh. And the next time my wife had the the privilege of meeting Coach Burns, we were walking down the beach at uh, Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Siesta Key, and all of a sudden this guy's yelling, Hey, big. Testicles. Anatomy. Big testicles. Yes. Yeah. But short word, hey. And, uh, you know, I had a distinctive figure. Mm-hmm. And it was Birdsey yelling at me because his wife was out <laughs> swimming in the ocean. So the only two times uh, she's seen me, she's seen Coach Birdsey he called her sweet hu- husband a long C word, mm-hmm. or big. <laughs> mm, you, know.
0: you know what I, I think that guy. is admiration. Yes, it is. It's I absolute. love that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. Is he in town? Is he part of any of the? I don't know if he'll be part of it. He's he's not the
4: healthiest he's ever been. But, I
0: saw our uh, guy Gannon. Gannon was there signing autographs on oh Saturday. God. They got they, they got the players and all over, all the, over the joint at the on. convention center. All
4: right, we'll be back. Uh, we'll have a John Height sports update, and then Joe Retchrod covered Michigan State uh, Spartans for years. He's now a columnist in Nashville, but uh, covered Antonio and uh, Izzo for a long, long time for the Detroit Free Press and. Uh, uh, We'll talk to him about what he's what his read is on this mess that is now exists at Michigan State. John Height with a sports update. Crystal, we're at the Sprint store in Crystal, Uh, one of my hangouts, right across, right around the corner. Jin's Chow Mein, my official takeout Chow Mein joint. Unfortunately, not open on
1: Mondays. Unfortunately, hell,
4: I would have. Uh, Change the uh, lineup here for uh, sprint appearances (laughs) that I know and I had not forgotten that they were closed on Monday.
1: (laughs) This update sponsored by Shell. Get the feeling of being rewarded with gold status at Shell with the Fuel Rewards Program. Download the Fuel Rewards app, join and start saving five cents a gallon today. Timberwolves in action tonight. They're on the road tonight to play the Hawks and Lads. In fact, a busy week for the Wolves. They actually play four games through Saturday.
4: They're home Saturday night, right? Yes. Yeah, I wonder if that'll pack them in.
0: Oh, I bet it will. People a lot want of people to that hang out downtown. Because at that mm-hmm. point, you're going to want to do something other than watch football video mm-hmm. and interview another guy in a you know superhero costume. Gopher
1: sophomore guard Amir Coffey still not cleared to play tomorrow at Iowa after he tweaked his previously injured right Ooh, shoulder.
4: When did he do that? He I did that. Know that.
1: The game against Northwestern. Oh. Did it again. Uh, Richard Patino said today Coffey is not practicing and is day-to-day. eight Hopkins native played the last two games after being out for a five-game stretch with that shoulder injury. Uh, uh, one thing they have going
4: for them
0: iowa is terrible (laughs) only problem so are they (laughs) well
4: this could be 52 48
0: how many are they gonna have to win to get in the n-i-t
4: they got 14 you only got to win half of them oh really i mean you gotta if they get to 16 they'll be in
0: oh good then we can raise another banner oh
1: yeah
4: (laughs) if we get
0: i don't think we're gonna get reggie back
1: minnesota high school basketball hall of fame an idea hatched back in 2011 uh, well, it named its inaugural class today. Oh, wow. Now, players or coaches? Uh, everything. Okay. 14 honorees, including uh, names you'd know, like Kevin McHale, mm-hmm. Lindsey Whalen, and Khalid Alameen. amin Okay. Uh, the hall, with displays of each selected member, will be housed permanently at the Target Center. It's a joint agreement between the Wolves and the Lynx. Do you got the whole list there, Johnny? I do. I can give them all to you. Okay. Uh, nine... lay,
4: lay them on me, and I, uh, I'll tell you who they played for.
1: The first set of honorees, well, one. the first one is a team. The 1960 Edgerton Boys basketball well, team. Damn right. Mm-hmm.
4: And you know Verduce, Wienhoff, Graffentine, and uh, who the hell's the other one? Uh, Graffentine, Wienhoff, Verduce, and Croon. Oh but to be an expert, you got to know who the fifth starter <laughs> yeah. was because he didn't make the All-State team. We are not.
1: But the other four did? The other four wow. made the All-State
0: team. Oh, what a loser. Those Dutchmen <laughs> can shoot. You know uh, the starting lineup for the yeah, nineteen sixty Edgerton that's, basketball team. Well.
1: Uh Chisholm coach Bob McDonald. Yes. Uh, Jim McIntyre from Minneapolis, Minneapolis Henry.
4: Henry. You don't have to tell me, John. Okay, I'm okay, I'll tell you I, I am an all expert. Right,
1: you tell me. Uh, Ron Johnson. New, New Prague Very good. Uh Mark Olberding. Uh Melrose. Yeah, obviously. I would have got that even. Uh Mikhail, obviously. Yes. Uh, Randy Brewer. Ah, uh, Lake City. Yep. Uh, Khalid Alameen, as we uh-huh. said. Minneapolis North. The 1929 to 39 Grand Meadow girls team. I'm assuming ah, they must have won. Well, they must have, they must won have
4: played, and well, we didn't have. Yeah, you know, they must have been pioneers, I guess. So. Honored as 20, pioneers. Yeah, that's good point. What the a a hell 39? are you
1: dumb dumbs talking about? What are you oh, talking about? Listen, it's Kenny. Boys Olsen. basketball. What the hell? Who else? Uh, girl sports advocate, Dorothy McIntyre. Sure. Uh, Myron Glass. Uh, Myron
4: Glass, now he's a coach. Uh, where the hell was he a coach? Rochester?
1: Yep, Rochester Lords. Okay. Uh, Faith Johnson Patterson.
4: Okay, Minneapolis North.
1: Uh, Janet Carvone in Montgomery. Yeah,
4: uh, no, Janet Montgomery. Carbona, New York Mills.
1: Yep. And Lindsey Whalen.
4: All right. Where in the hell is Bob Bruggers, Danube High?
1: I, I, I didn't have Greatest to do with high the list. school player of all time, as far as Minnesota
4: is concerned. You screwed that list up. You better call me <laughs> next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm having a Tom Powers moment yes, you I'm having a Tom Powers
1: moment. You did. All right, on a Thanks On a very irritating. important topic, too, by the way.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you good come stuff. Down here. You Could you fax me
1: the transcripts for this discussion? I want to save this for the rest of my life. All right.
4: All right. Just tell us there's a traffic jam, please. The mayor's <laughs> trying to get home from Crystal. Please. Joe Rexrod is a uh, Nashville columnist uh, until 2016. He worked at the Detroit Free Press, covered Michigan State. Uh, Joe, uh, this has uh, got to be a tough thing to watch for a guy who uh, covered uh, Tom Izzo and, Joe, and uh, Mark D'Antonio.
2: Yeah. Well, Patrick, I tell you, I, I must say, um, I know the ESPN report's getting a lot of attention, but I also uh, covered the... Uh, 2012 Olympics and and that gymnastics team, and Jordan Weber in particular. She was, of course, our hometown girl. And I covered Larry Nasser and I wrote glowing stories about Larry Nasser. And so, you know, the the past week, especially 10 days, it's been really kind of a gut punch to see, you know, the fallout and the carnage. And, and, And it's been inspiring to see all these women and girls address him in the courtroom. But that's still, like, to me, a much bigger deal right now yeah I mean I know ESPN kind of dropped the report on D'Antonio and Izzo and that's going to overshadow it but uh, you know that'll be interesting I'm still kind of reeling from the NASA thing I mean it's kind of one of those things you're in a denial a little bit I think when it first came out in 2016 but to see it play out like it did you know you really had a sense for all the damage you did and how much damage could have been uh, stopped by people in Michigan state.
4: Yeah, Nasser, he must have been one of the most uh, uh, manipulative uh, human beings of all time, huh? Because he had this uh, terrific reputation, as you, as you said. Uh, and uh, obviously, when you were covering the gymnastics in 2012, there wasn't a hint of anything wrong here.
2: No, I mean, exactly. In fact, you know, when this came out in 2016 and the Indianapolis started great work to, you know, really get this rolling into. And, of course, it was Rachel Denhollander who came to them who really opened the door to this. But when, when it first hit, you know, Jordan Weber's family, a lot of other people who eventually kind of came to a realization at first, the reaction was, no, not, not, not Dr. Nasser. There's just no way. That's not true. I mean, a lot of these people didn't realize what was actually going on uh, over, you know, days, weeks, months. Sessions years, uh, so yeah. I mean, I think you're right there. You're right on there. I mean, talk about manipulative. He built an entire life around himself that fed his, uh, you know, his 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 predatory uh, urges.
4: And uh, I've said, uh, having covered uh, some uh, Olympics when we had fifteen and sixteen year year old girls on the U.S. team, and uh, it, I can see that these were extremely. Uh, easy targets for a guy like that to intimidate, because because it, it, their life was so tied up into being on an Olympic team and be successful in this sport.
2: Yeah, and and for him, he was the good cop. He was the safe place too. And you know, the coach of that particular team, John Getter, um, very hard driving. It's kind of like a football coach coaching gymnastics, but yep. you know, very demanding, very tough you know, uh, don't sneak any snacks, I mean, all that stuff, and then, you know, so Larry would come in with, as the good guy in the safe place, so I mean, again, you know, John Getter has has been under fire here, too, he's been suspended from his gym, and he served as the bad cop, I don't believe he was doing that knowingly, of course, but, you know, the whole thing, I I mean, Larry Nassar fooled everyone, and that's, that's one big takeaway
4: here uh, Izzo, uh seems absolutely devastated uh when you watch him and uh, i don't you you've certainly have a much longer and closer relationship with him but i find him to be a, a very emotional guy who cares about people and uh this is uh, this seems to be killing him i wonder what it's going to lead to
2: yeah i do too you know uh and i watched the press conference yesterday and you know it's clear that Right now, the lawyers are saying, you know, don't say anything. Um, You know, obviously, most of the stuff that came out in the ESPN report is not new to people who covered Michigan State. Um, No. You know, the the free press came out with with a – they have been working on the same kind of story with some of the football allegations. You know, the the, uh, 2010 rape investigation, of course, you know, all of us on the beat covered that, and no charges came. So, I mean, it's one of those tough situations like – To me, if you're Izzo, some people say, well, he should have suspended them or he should have kicked them off the team when there is even an investigation. Of course, you suspend them or do that, you're identifying them to the public as rapists, whether they were charged or not, and they weren't. So, I mean, it's a tough spot. Um, And, you know, frankly, I I think can he handle this, uh, all this mess that's coming from this? That's a big question. He just lost his athletic director and his president very close to both of them. And then is there a smoking gun? I and mean, right now there hasn't been one produced. I mean, if, if there's any sort of information that suggests that he did something wrong in these investigations, stepped outside of what he was supposed to do, well, then obviously, I mean, he's going to be gone. I mean, but right now that that does not exist. And and, I, and, and frankly, I would be surprised. I, I, I You know, I'd be very surprised if, if that happened. But the question still remains, can he handle this it's not going to stop it's not going to and people are going to ask questions um and you know they cut they shut down media today no pre no media before the penn state game wednesday and that's absolutely a first in izzo's tenure so this is new territory and and i really don't know where it's going to go
4: and 2010 a completely different world than we live in now on college campuses i mean the minnesota scandals uh we've had here uh were you know, none of those with the, foot, the 10 football players in 2016, five of whom uh, had nothing to do with it. Uh, but that's now used to be charges matter. Now charges don't matter. If some uh, uh, committee at the university uh, or some whatever it is, little investigative branch, that's not really a legal uh, branch, wants to uphold the complaint, you should have suspended them while you knew the complaint was going on. So it's it's a completely different world than uh, Izzo was in in 2010.
2: No, absolutely, you're right. And it's a different world from a media perspective, too. I'm actually going to write about this this week. But, you know, our editor quickly, you know, this came, you know, the rumors were out there, and, 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 and then there was a, you know, a, the police report, a, a, a website called the Michigan Messenger put the police report out without naming those players back then, our editor at the Lansing State Journal and at the Detroit Free Press as well, they said, look, if there are charges, obviously, it's a huge yeah. story. If there are no charges, we're not doing anything with it. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, I think you saw with Jameis Winston, it became a huge story whether or not he would be charged. And, you know, so I, I think it's changed from that perspective too. I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think that was the right decision at the time. Because frankly, to me, you know, if these guys did it, they should be in prison. If they didn't, then you know, if you if you name them, then you're basically branding them as rapists for the rest of their life. You know, uh, but
4: it was interesting. Not
2: where we are anymore.
4: Joe Rexrod's with us. Uh, it was it, Adrian Payne has already been cut by the Atlanta Hawks uh, because uh, ESPN named him in the report. Was that uh, accusation out there previously before this?
2: Well again, yeah, I mean we knew. Um, yes. you know, I knew talking to the prosecutor really was my main source on that. I, I followed along closely, talked to him several times during the investigation, that it was Adrian Payne and Keith Appling. And uh, you know, obviously there's these are all off the record conversations with the yeah. with the prosecutor, but uh, you know, he made it pretty clear that there wouldn't wouldn't be charges that he didn't think there should be charges. So um, yeah, I mean it was I mean, it was a really strange situation because they were never named publicly. Now, of course, if you went on a message board with Michigan State fans or Michigan fans, you know, their names were out. Everyone knew who it was. But obviously it wasn't released publicly. You know, eventually the prosecutor released a statement, too, to explain why there were no charges here. Um, But then, you know, Adrian Payne... He, I mean, protesters, I remember a Midnight Madness with Payne and Appling, you know, threw stuff at them uh, one of these events at Breslin Center. You know, there were a lot of protests, especially in those early years. And, of course, he ended up going four years through school. And, um, you know, it's, it's. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's a tough situation because it is that gray area of, okay, there were no charges, but now he just lost his job. And now everyone's going to know him for this because of this ESPN report. and. You know, I mean, the whole situation is terrible. I mean, any of these situations are terrible because if you say, well, you know, I, I believe these guys, and you're saying the woman yeah. lied. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's just a bad all-around situation. Uh,
4: Dan I think, has uh, gotten an even larger mess, doesn't he? I mean, they, well, went, they went I'm through there, that a year yeah. ago. I mean, they went through this mess a year ago, right?
2: They did. And there were other, and, of course, the ESPN report you know, had other – allegations that didn't result in charges. And, again, I mean, the question is simple. I mean, D'Antonio came out of the press on Friday and he said, I've never done anything, I haven't saying all any of these things. You know, he was pretty defiant, pretty angry. So that's what it comes down to. Did he do something wrong? The woman who was quoted by ESPN had a big Facebook post yesterday and sort of clarified and said she was never saying that D'Antonio and Hollis and Izzo did something wrong. But her point was, you know, they don't even know what it's like you know, dealing with these people, but, you know, they're kind of shut off and sheltered from it. And I, you know, that's a fair point. But again, to me, the question is, did he do something wrong?
3: Yeah, something I agree with bad, you,
2: Joe. with something bad done? And I, you know, we need more information, frankly.
4: And one last question, Joe: uh, Do we still have the same level of Preds fever as we had last spring? <laughs>
2: Well, I tell you, there's there's a lot of excitement. I think this team has a chance to be the one seed in the West. Um, you know, they haven't been healthy all year fully. Ryan Ellis just came back. Philip Forsberg probably coming back against the Blackhawks tomorrow night. So it'll be the full team for the first time when Forsberg comes back. And both goaltenders playing really well. I mean, I think it's the best defense core in the league. And, you know, you pick up Kyle Turris and that really – it really makes a difference for this team. they got, you know, big-time center depth all of a sudden. So, I think it's a team that absolutely can uh, can win the whole thing this year.
4: I can't believe you fired my guy, Malarkey. I love that guy.
2: Oh, man. Well, let me tell you, a lot of Titans fans know me as, like, the biggest Malarkey apologist in town. But uh, <laughs> I wrote the column before they won a playoff game that he should be safe. And then he won the playoff game, and he still got fired. So, it's. I think it's too bad. I really do. I think he did a really good job here for a couple of years, from five and twenty-seven to nineteen and fifteen, with the first playoff win in fourteen years, and you get fired. So, you know, Mike Grable better be better. That's, yeah. all, that's all there is to it. All
4: right, Joe, get up here for the Super Bowl. It's only going to be a twenty below wind chill on Sunday. It'll be great. <laughs>
2: I'll be on my couch with some wings. Okay. Talking to you, Patrick.
4: All right, Joe. Thank you very much. Okay. Joe Rexrod uh, talking to us about this uh, Michigan State situation, which is uh, pretty horrible. Uh, We shall return.
2: Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history.
0: you can't fight in here
4: this is the war room <laughs> <Don't be laughs> to 1964, to... 1964 today in 1964 the number one movie on the racy list dr strangelove uh stanley kubrick the uh, great anti-war satire that he did uh, peter sellers played Three characters at least in it. Sterling Hayden was General Jack D. Ripper, and he basically started a nuclear war because uh, he thought fluoride in water was the reason he could no longer get aroused, <laughs> and he thought it was the communists who were putting the fluoride in <laughs> the water. So basically, in Stanley's world, Dr. Strangelove. We started nuclear holocaust because the guy couldn't get an erection. Could you imagine
0: uh, spending five minutes with him, how crazy he must have been? Who? Kubrick. Oh,
4: Kubrick? Oh, my well, God. Well, he, but he, you know, he only made about eight
0: movies. But
4: every uh, he, one of every them is just this psychological
0: oh, mind fantastic. bleep. Yeah, Clockwork Orange is
4: uh, a bit a bit off kilter, <laughs> right? to say the least. But Dr. Strangelove.
0: What is that, uh, number one for you?
4: Number one uh, on my list, always number one. Taxi driver, number two. Taxi driver, number two. Uh, Chinatown up there high. No Country for Old Men, uh, up there high. Lebowski, the number one comedy of all time. Blazing Saddles is in the top ten. All those things. By the way, also 1936, the first Hall of Fame class was announced on this day. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson.
0: That's not a bad uh, That was induction. a pretty good
4: uh, first class,
0: nineteen uh, thirty. Did we complain about the voters back then? Too? I don't
4: know. I think they just <laughs> named them. I don't know how. It was the baseball writers, oh, though. okay. I'm sure we were upset. How could Christy Mathewson not be unanimous? How could he not be unanimous? We'll be back. We're at the uh, Sprint Store in Crystal.